What's going on? Straight Talk Faithful, your host, your boy, George Mackay, back with another one. Now, when this drops, it's going to be the first week of August, and it's going to be great. The sun's shining. We're knee-deep in summer, and I got somebody who's going to be here today that I cannot wait to speak to. I'm a huge fan of this promotion. I've had Brandon Iscari on. I love everyone involved in the promotion. I'm not going to waste any more time. Please help me welcome the next-gen champion from GSW, that's Global Syndicate Wrestling, Gio Galvano to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you, my dude? George, great to be here on the show on Straight Talk. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, I'm feeling good. And uh, yeah, like you said, we're knee-deep in summer. Where it's, it's August, and uh, it's, it's a busy time in the life of Gio Galvano and GSW. Absolutely. So yeah. right off the bat, I want to talk about the two-night uh, event that's going to happen uh, second last weekend in August, the 20, 20th and the 21st Global Festival, two-night event. It's going to be crazy. Actually, that whole weekend, you got high voltage, then you got oh. night one, then you got high voltage again, then you got night two. It's crazy. Go. And you, you have a big match in your tenor as the next-gen champion. You are going to go one-on-one with Austin Aries. Now, the man is a legend in the business. He's worked for every promotion. He knows how to handle himself in the ring. And you guys, at the last event, at the last pay-per-view in May, we got a little taste of what you versus Austin would be like in that tag match. But now it's not a tag match. It's mano y mano, one-on-one. So how do you prepare, Gio? How do you prepare for a talent like Austin Aries? Uh, yeah, George, everything you just said, it's, it's, uh, it's real. And I'm, and I'm feeling it now where it's like, okay, this is, this is a big opportunity. It's a big shot. And at Catalyst, I got to taste what it's like to be in the ring with Austin Aries, with a guy at that level. And uh, to be honest, um, I'm inspired by the challenge. And I can feel it in the ring with him. It's, it's, uh, it's either you step up or you step out. And so I'm excited to step up to the challenge, step up to the plate. And even though uh, I'm the one walking into this match with the belt, uh, I have something to prove. I really do. Um, so, yeah, going into this match at Asbury, Asbury Park, it's, it's, uh, it's a big step in my career. And I'm fully aware of that. And uh, to be honest, I'm excited for the challenge. Absolutely. So we, I know that you, uh, you've been in the business now for about four years. Uh, you're learning, growing, evolving every day, much like me. I'm coming off on my five-year anniversary in podcasting, but I'm still learning, still growing. I pronounce names wrong. I stutter a lot. You know, I'm a human being. We all have those errors. But much in the podcasting game, you know, I learned to level up. And you, my daughter asked you this question, actually, in the five questions, which is going to air a couple of days before. Uh, leveling up in wrestling is consistent. You always have to evolve. You always have to change. And um, I know you get trained by Bubba Ray on a regular basis, the D3 Academy. So what is, I mean, not to give away your game plan for Austin, but I'm sure you and, and Bubba Ray have talked in depth about this match and about what's going to happen. What are you guys working on in order to, I guess, prepare for Austin Aries? Because Austin Aries is very organic in the ring. Kind of what happens kind of at seat of his pants. He's like, okay, boom, I'm going to hit you with this. I'm going to hit you with that. And he can come at you from so many angles. And again, uh, you are the next-gen champion. So a GSW knows that you are the future of this business. And I know you are the future of this business because only four years I've seen you really, really take shape and really, really put in the effort. And every time I've watched you on GSW, first time I saw you at the first GSW, I was like, yo, this guy is serious. And I talked to Brandon a lot about you. I talked to Brandon about you, about how the future is bright for you. But before we get into that, 
what have you and your coaches been working on to try to counteract whatever Austin Aries may throw at you? You make a lot of great points in your question, George. And I think one of the key points you made early on is that this is a learning experience for me. This is an opportunity for me to learn. And that's number one. This is, this is an experience that, yeah, I am young in my career. And have I been in positions like this a lot yet? No. So I, I can't base it off of, of prior experience on and knowing exactly what to do. And I think, um, and you talked about Austin Aries, how unpredictable he is and how he can come at me from all angles. Yeah, that's the truth. And so I think with that being said, I think uh, I just have to work on being as fully present as possible and being in the moment and uh, trusting myself to be prepared for anything that comes my way. Because I don't know what's going to come my way, George. I have no idea. Um, so I think, you know, I touched on it uh, when I spoke to the mini host, I'm, I, I work on sharpening all, all, all edges of my, of my character, of my in-ring stuff. And it's really... It's, it's just a stage for me to showcase what I've been working on. And, and, uh, and, and it's, I can't tell you what that's going to look like right now, you know, or a couple of weeks out. So it's, it's going to be one of those things where I'm, it's an experience where I learn in the moment. I learn uh, with the best and, and that's just, and that's, how, and that's how it is right now. My, my shoes, the stage of my career. Absolutely. But again, it's so cool to be in those positions where you can learn, grow, evolve, get better, get stronger, but also level up. And a match with Austin Aries, I feel would be that that level up moment for you because your star is already shining very, very bright. I don't need to tell you that because I can just tell anybody to go search you up on YouTube and they'll see what you're what work you're putting in. It's incredible. And again, the matches that you've had, especially in GSW, because, you know, down here. We haven't had much indie wrestling. Now, finally, shows are opening up. So for the last like two months, yeah. we're going to get those outdoor shows before we can see if we can move inside. Whereas you guys over in the States, man, you guys have had it a lot easier than we have in terms of putting on shows and being able to go to shows. So GSW gave me that indie feel that I've been longing for because I haven't been able to go to the own shows in my backyard. You know what I mean? I haven't been able to do anything yeah. down here. So. Yeah. Uh, having, and that's what made me fall in love with the product. And then having Brandon on and talking about, you know, the next gen title and what it represents and what it means. And I was like, you know, Gio, Gio Gamano is your champion. What, what was the, you know, what do you think about that? And he's like, I love Gio. I love everything that Gio represents and I see the future. So who else better than the future to be representing the future within that title? And you have, and you are. So in terms of your relationship with Brandon, you mentioned, and this is one thing him and I talked about a lot, talked about the film school background. I myself also went to film school. So I am a, a side filmmaker. I'm not, you know, I don't have the success that Brandon does, but I've made a few short films in my time and music videos. And we talked about booking. We talked about how that seamless, from writing a story to writing a script is very similar to booking. So when you have somebody that comes from the film background, how cool is it to bounce ideas off of him because he's fresh, he's young, he's hip, he's with it. You can go to him and say, what do you think about this? And he's going to tell you, honestly, what's that working relationship like where you can go and say, hey, I got this idea. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have. Um, I mean, Brandon, and, and he's, the, the cool thing about Brandon is he actually makes the first move where he get, you know, he, I'll give you an example. So he actually provide, and I touched on this on another podcast I did, but he actually provides a free acting class for all the members of the roster. And it's, 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 it's been over Zoom the past couple of months, but 
I mean, he uh, he wants us. He gives us the opportunity to sharpen our game every possible way. And and with that film background, he's looking at it. Like I said, uh, when I spoke with the mini host, he's looking at it from an angle of okay, how is this going to look cinematically? How is this going to look on camera? You know, what's what part of the story is going to be visible through the camera? And then it's capturing like what what you were longing for that indie feel. It's it's capturing okay now can we get the the audience um, can we get that to be factored into the product and, and how it's coming off and how and and the influence the audience has and and uh, and hearing their voice. So so yeah, it's it's very it's exciting because he's young as well. Like you said, he's young, so he's he's down to experiment, try a couple things, and and uh, to be at that stage along with the promoter is pretty cool too because most other relationships, it's you know, which is great. You're dealing with promoters who have experience, who know what they're doing, but but maybe they have a set way of doing things, whereas we're still finding ourselves. So that's the cool thing is we're able to find ourselves. Um, and with the opportunity right now with, with the pandemic sim- simmering down and live audiences being back, it's like, okay, now, now we can really see how people react to this story, to this match, to this performer. Um, so it's, it's really cool. Absolutely. That's, that's one of the coolest, freshest ideas that I think much like I've spoken to a lot of the guys that have been on AEW dark and, and have access to kind of like the classes and the, and the seminars that they do. And it's, 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 it's like a, it's like a university of learning and it never stops. Yeah. And when, when a promotion can give you that ability to, you know, keep learning in your downtime, that is a beautiful thing. Now you have an impressive tenor in terms of GSW and the success that you've had there, but there's a lot of great ta- talent, <clears throat> excuse me, in that roster. And there's so many dream matches I see for you in my head. There's so many guys I want to see you step into the ring with, because I know that it would be magic. So, I mean, a couple guys off the top of my head, uh, you know, Davey Richards, obviously, uh, Alex Hammerstone, uh, Richard Holiday. I mean, most marketable. You got to be very dynastic, though, to step in the yeah. ring, and you got to breathe that rarefied air. I, I'm a good friend of Richard. I've had him on, uh, on my side podcast, MLW Rewind, a bunch of times. So it's great. Also, Josh Alexander is going to be making his GSW debut in August as well. So a lot of great talent and a lot of talent from companies coming in uh, to represent GSW. Now, the cool thing is, is I know Court Bauer watches almost everything that his talent is in. And I'm sure Scott Demore's eyes will be on GSW as well. Now, if an opportunity presents itself to go, say, work a few gigs with MLW or the door opens up for Impact, uh, which company would you, I mean, either one is a great company. I love Impact and I love MLW. So they're both fantastic organizations. But based on the roster alone, some people that you would love to step into the ring with. It's a tough question, I know. And that's what I do here. I ask the tough questions. If you could, though, which roster would you see yourself kind of sliding into and working with some of the talent that they have? Uh, I Either one, to be honest, George. I mean, it's it's both are tasty. And I've had the chance to uh, get my feet wet in Impact. I was there for a few tapings back in the fall. And great vibes over there. Really enjoyed my experience. I haven't been to an MLW show yet, but I hear nothing but good things about it. And I actually, the fact that I got to step in the ring and, and face Hammerstone for the GSW Heavyweight Championship on high voltage a, a few months ago was uh, was a great challenge. And I think if you put me in Hammerstone in an MLW ring, I think we tear it up. Um, 
and then you look at impact and there's so many guys there. Um, I mean, it's, I could name a few, but there's going to be other guys left out. But I think, you know, Ace Austin is someone I've, I've watched over the years. I've seen him grow because when I was paying my dues at House of Hardcore and setting up the ring crew and, and I get to watch Ace Austin, who is just a couple levels up. He's been doing this a little bit longer than I have. I get to watch him perform. I've seen him grow. And it's like, okay, I think, you know, me and him could do something real, real nice in that ring. So it's, uh, it's whichever direction I look, it's, it's appetizing, George. I like them both. I like it too. And I like, I like, Ace, I like you and Ace Austin, man. Oof, that, uh, now you got my wheel spinning. Almost makes me want to turn on the PS4, create both, I create both, uh, you know, avatars oh, yeah. and start going at it. <laughs> Throw them in the universe mode. Absolutely. Do it up in universe mode and make it, make it pop. You know what I mean? In terms of designing your character and everything that you are, I mean, I think Gio Galvano, the character is you just turned up. Every character wrestling is always a little bit turned up, but what is it that Gio has in the ring that maybe outside of the ring, he kind of leaves, you know what I mean? Like when you step in the ring, you're always turning up a notch. You always give that edge. So what, what do you, how do you turn Gio up to get ready when you step in that squared circle? Um, that's a good question. It's really, I don't know. I, I think, I think it's really taking the aspects of who I am. And like you said, turning it up, I'm, I'm not trying to be anything else. You know, I don't think there's a, there's a part of me that's, that's different from the real world other than that, it's, that I'm amping it up. Um, like I'm, I'm a man of family. I really, I love my family. I love being with my family, spending time with my family. And, and I'm, and I tell people all the time, I'm just a kid in a man's body. And it's, it's funny because outside of the ring, my other job is I, is I, is I train and I coach, coach kids in soccer. And so, um, I'm around kids a lot and, and it, it's cool because it keeps me in that state of, uh, of, of living my dream. Cause as a kid, what did I, what did I want to do? I wanted to get in the ring and, and, uh, and win championships and, and travel the world. And I'm, I'm, maybe I'm able to do that now. And it's just, it's, uh, it's exciting. And, you know, I think I think what Gio has is, is he has an ability to connect with with the kids out there, uh, and I've met a lot of kids on this this four year journey, this very short journey. But I've met a lot of kids so far, and it's and it's cool to see that look in their eyes, and I know the look that they have that I had when I was at the live shows growing up, and so I think that's that's what I bring to the table. I think it's a little bit more relatability than uh, some of the out there characters. I'm more of a personable guy. Absolutely. I see that. And, and you're, you're talking to another kid in a man's body. If you look behind me, all you there see factory figures and toys, the Joker, you know, that's who I am. The Joker. When I, you know, what's funny. Let's talk comic books for a second. When I was a kid, I was so obsessed with Batman. I wanted to be Batman. I wanted to fight for justice. I wanted to fight for right. I wanted to, you know, avenge the wrongdoings. And then as I got older, I don't know if this resonates with you. I don't know how adverse you are in comic books, but as I got older, I realized the Joker made a little bit more sense. Is that, is that fucked up to look at the world like that? That the Joker is actually more, I resonate with the Joker now as I'm older than I do with Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do know what you mean. I do know <laughs> what you mean, George. And I think you mentioned that word edge earlier. It's having an edge in the ring. And I think in life to, uh, to get what you want, usually what you want, it can be competitive. You're going to have to have a little bit of a fighting edge and a fighting spirit. Um, and that can be taken as like like a Batman, right? Fighting spirit, you know, fighting for justice, like you said. And then I think the the Joker part of it, just having an edge and just having a almost like a ruthlessness, like I'm not going to settle for anything less than what I want. 
and what I'm shooting for. It's, I think it, that's that's where I draw the line. It's it's that I'm not going to settle for anything less than the best. Absolutely, and you know what, you yeah. you you definitely have shown that. And, and the one thing I loved about Catalyst when you and Austin Aries were in that ring and you were you were dancing, you were dancing with a promo, not so much the, the the great dance, which is actually the match in the ring, which is so amazing to watch. Some of the best athletic athleticism in the world happens in wrestling. And I will put that up against anything anybody else knows because what you guys do is no joke. And the fact that you guys go for 300 plus days a year when the world is normal and the world is open, you guys are 300 plus days a year. You're not 82 games and then you get four months off. You're not 17 weeks of football and then you get, you know, fucking eight months off you guys don't do that what you guys do is literally work drive work another show eat sleep train drive work another show drive work another show eat sleep and you do it all over again and it's much like that in the podcasting game we get up we record our conversations because i don't do interviews you know that geo i always do conversations everything's a conversation oh, but yeah. you do conversations you edit you promote it you send it out there to the world and you hope for good results or bad results. But at the end of the day, there's so many great podcasts in this world. It's hard to, uh, hard to find something that makes you different. So what makes me different, what makes me special is my daughter. The mini host is no joke. As soon as I put her in front of this camera, she lit it up. Me, I can hold the conversation down, no problem. But when I saw how natural she was, I'm like, damn, yeah, I wish yeah. I could be like her. It, it, natural it's, level of professionalism. And it makes you look twice. Like, wait a second, how old is the girl doing that? <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. And that's because uh, I'm telling you, that's what got me to look twice. And that's what we're taught in wrestling. It's it's what what's going to make the, the people look twice at you. Because because there's a lot of guys who can wrestle, a lot of guys who can perform. But what's going to make them look twice? Absolutely. And that was a great thing about that promo, because that promo, you both left it out there. He told you he was coming. You told him you were ready. And that's it. That's all that matters. So knowing Austin Aries and knowing that he can sometimes play a little dirty and try to get in your head. I know for a fact that whole match, he's going to shit talk. He's going to tell you that you're not ready, kid. It's not your time yet. All, that's all we're going to hear over the crowd going freaking out about this match. So how do you not let that get in your head? You've got a goal. you got to focus on getting that one, two, three. So how do you stay focused in the ring when your opponent may be trying to bring you down with negativity? Yeah, it's a good question. I There's no doubt I'm going to hear it, right? It's going to be noise. It's, it's, it's going to be chirping in my ear, but it's how I channel it. It's how I process it. And the thing about that is, is it can be used as fuel. And uh, as an athlete, I have an athletic background. I have a soccer background. And this is played against guys who that's, that's what they're going to do. They're going to chirp. They're going to trash talk, you know? And, and I think I, number one, I use it as fuel to fight back, to fire me up. And the other thing I, is I think there's a degree of insecurity in that, that if you're not confident enough to beat me in, in your in-ring ability, uh, not that I'm questioning Austin Aries in-ring ability, but if you're going to start trash talking, it's where, where is my opponent putting his energy into that? Is he, is he trying, is he trying to break me down? Okay, that's fine. You want to break me down mentally? I won't get broken down mentally. I'll just keep fighting. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I've dealt with in the past. And as an athlete, I think a lot of athletes, it's uh, they have a thicker skin when it comes to it because because it's something that's been thrown at us. So uh, I'm going to use it as fuel, George, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and I got a taste of it. I was on the apron when he was yeah. beaten down on Super Nitro. And I heard the stuff coming out of his mouth. I heard what he was saying to some of the, 
some of the fans, some of the kids. Uh, so, you know, I, I, to me, it's, it's fuel. Absolutely. And that's the best way to, I think that's the best way to channel it and utilize it. But now also we know Austin Aries can go dark. And when I say go dark, I mean, he can go to those places where it gets devious. It almost gets to a point where it may seem like he's trying to put you out, put you on the shelf, doesn't want you in his space. So if need be, can you match that dark intensity that he may reach to? Because let's face it, you're going to beat him within speed. He's, he's fast. But I think you got him on the speed, you got him on the athleticism, and I actually will say you got him on strength. But the fact is, is that he does have experience, and experience comes in many different shapes and forms. But if he goes dark, are you prepared to match that intensity tenfold and maybe get a little darker? Like if he brings in a chair and the ref's back is turned or the ref is knocked out, but all of a sudden you get your hands on the chair, will you, will you, will you knock some sense into him? If something like that were to happen. Have you seen the movie Moneyball? Absolutely. Have you seen that? Do you remember when Brad Pitt's in the, in the, in the room with the management and he's talking about how if we play, if we try and play like the Yankees in here, then we're going to lose to the Yankees out there. I, I, if I try and, and play dark energy, I don't think I'm beating Austin Aries. I'm just not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna outsmart. Him. I'm not going to beat him that way. I think if, if, if he goes to those dark places, for me to try and follow, it's he, he's 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 gonna he's gonna outrun me. He's gonna outwork me. He's gonna outsmart me if I go into his territory. So I, I think you know from from my position right now, a few weeks out, the way I look at it is I gotta stick to my game. I gotta stick to my strength, stick to my speed, and stick to my endurance. I, I have no problem going toe to toe in the ring for as long as as he wants. Um, it's just a matter of not letting my shoulders get counted to three and not, and not tapping, you know, no, knowing where the ropes are, knowing, having that ring awareness, you know, he's, he's going to, like you said, he's going to come at me from all angles, George. Um, but I'm not going to try and play his game because I'll lose at his game. I'm sticking to Geo's game. I love that. I love that. Sticking to Geo's game. That's, that's a great hashtag. When I promote this, that's what I'm going to use. Sticking to Geo's. All right. I love I it. Like that's that. Go right ahead. Thank you very much. I will. I will. I'm going to steal that one from you. But now let's let's flat, let's uh, let's let's step away from wrestling for a bit. Let's get into soccer. So you played soccer probably close to majority of your life. And if you're coaching now, it's still very much in your DNA. You're coaching for the next generation. So the Euro Cup just happened. Italy did win. Congratulations. We were talking before I pushed record. I was cheering for England. Everybody knew what I posted all over the straight talk socials. Everybody knew who I was going for. But that day, Italy was the better team. Now, my wife, I'll never say this to her. When they won, I didn't say congratulations. I walked outside and I just took a breath. Okay, now, all right. Now to you, I will say Italy played a great tournament. They had a great tournament. And I'm happy if it wasn't, I picked Italy, England in the final from the jump. I said, this is who I see in the final. And I was happy when my prediction came true, but obviously I wanted England to go further than Italy, but Hey, second place ain't bad. Second place is uh, not bad. Thank you for Thank you for the compliments, by the way, but, but congrats to England as well, because what a tournament. And you can see that it's, it's a group that's on the rise. Absolutely. Really but so, but so, I mean, Italy has some great young talent as well. Your goalie, I mean, Buffon is a legend. Okay, Buffon is a legend. But this new guy, he he's gonna take, he's gonna overstep Buffon. It's when a, it's all said and done, he's gonna Donnarumma overstep. Donnarumma is is yeah, he's, he's a legend. He's a legend already, and he's 
He's 22 years old. He's been Isn't that crazy? At this level for, yeah. for five, no, five, six years already. 16 he was, he was when he started. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 insane. And how how freaking tall he is! Like in a soccer net that's pretty big, he commands a lot of the yep. space. So and there's a composure to him. There's just this. He's ice cold out there. Yeah, yeah. Really he's got impressive. that. He's got that. He's got like that that edge, right? Like we talked yeah. about. He's got that fighting determination, but he's got that edge that says, "No, man, you're not you're not taking this Euro Cup from us." We're not going to lose to you. And he did it for the whole tournament. He made some excellent saves. But what position did you play in soccer? So for most of my, my career, I played, I played in the midfield. I played attacking midfield. Uh, and then the, since I've been in my 20s, I've played more striker. Play, I was I'm more of a target man, uh, especially since I started wrestling where I'm you know, 40 pounds heavier than, than I was when I was playing competitively. Uh, so as a target, it helps as a target man, as opposed to midfielder to be heavier. Um, but yeah, those are my positions. Those are my spots. And, and, and what is it, uh, what is it you do with your, with the kids that you're coaching and stuff like that? How do you, how do you run, like run me through a day of a typical practice with, with coach Geo? What do you do to get these kids? You know, what do you work on each and every practice with these kids? It's, it's fundamentals. I, that, that's the key. Uh, it's, it's being ambidextrous. The earlier, and you've probably heard this, the earlier you work on, on the weaker side, the better. And so it's, it's really, it's, it's fundamentals and highlighting, making the fundamentals fun, kind of changing the perspective of the fundamentals and showing how innovative and creative you can be on the field when you, when you have the basics down. And so, and I think there's also a, there's also an emotional aspect that comes, that comes with it. And, And I, you know, I have clients that I've, that I've had for a year now. So I've been able to see them grow. And, and when you're a kid, when you're eight years old, that year, eight to nine, a year is a long time. A lot can happen in that growth period. So um, it's kind of getting a, a feel of their psyche and, and what drives them. Because some players, going back to what we talked about, George, some players can play with a little bit more of an edge, a little bit more of an angst. That drives them, that fuels them. Some players need to just be like serene and just have fun out there. And that that's when they perform their best is when they have fun. Um, I was a player like that. And don't get me wrong. There were games where, you know, if something could rile me up, it helped, but there were most of the time, uh, I'm a guy who, 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 when I enjoy the experience and I enjoy being on that field, that's when I'm at my best when I'm, when I'm taking the pressure off myself and kids, kids, believe it or not, they, they can put pressure on themselves. They really can. Um, so it's, it's, it's important to, to work through that process with them as well. Absolutely. Putting pressure on yourself is that we, even we, even now, as you get older, it never stops. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 38 this year and pressure never stops. Pressure is always there yeah. in life, in love, in, in business and in jobs and everything. Pressure is always there. But like you said, when you can make it fun. Now me, I played soccer for a few years before I switched to rugby. But um, when I was playing soccer, I, uh, I was the, uh, the instigator. So I'd be out there on the field, you know, you're waiting for the, you know, the, the toss in or, or there's a timeout because somebody's injured. And I'm the kid that while guys down hurt and the coach is out there, I go over to the rest of his players and be like, he got fucked up. eh? you guys might want to, you guys might want to, you know, forfeit because after the whistle comes, we're going to fuck, going to fuck you up. We're going to fuck you up. Going to fuck you up. So, I mean, you guys might want to step off the field. What did you say? Well, I just said that 
the rest of my team is going to fuck you up. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not, that's not who I am. Wow, they're, all, very interesting. they're all going to fuck you up. I would, I would just chirp all, all game just to get in somebody's head. And I would always chirp to like their star player. And then he would end up losing his shit because again, you're nine or 10. So it, t- it takes only a little bit for you to get, I've had enough off their game. Exactly. But they would now end up getting I know, the red Now card. I know George, why your eyes lit up when you asked me about Austin Aries chirping in my ear. I totally get it now. Well, <laughs> listen, Austin Aries and I are cut from the same cloth. He has way more athletic yeah. ability than I do. And he has way more in-ring talent than I do. But chirping psychology is a big part of it. And that's the great thing about, I call it the great dance. Because when you're, when you're in there, the time for talking is really over. When you're in the ring, it's literally you and whoever you're facing. And that's all that matters. And all you, you only ever really see the ref when it time, comes time for the one, two, three. But a lot of people don't realize the psychology that's in a match when you're doing it. And the smack talk is a big part of any wrestling match because that can throw the other mm-hmm. guy off. So I just wanted to get a feel for the, the psyche that you were going into, knowing that what Austin Aries can do. But you answered the question perfectly. So yeah, my eyes did light up. You caught me. My eyes yeah. lit up. I was like, oh, how are you going to handle this well, shit? I cannot connect the dots, yeah. <laughs> so being Italian, coming from Italian background, obviously you're very family-oriented, much as my wife. Like I'm half Italian as well, but uh, you know, I, I don't really look the part or I don't really, I'm not really, I'm not, let's say, an Italian faithful, but my wife, Riz, she makes the best yeah. food in the world. Hence why I have such a great figure because she makes some of the best food in the world. So I got to ask marry a woman who can do that. Absolutely. And the best way, the the one way to my heart was through my stomach. And let me tell you, it's been 19 years and I've loved every minute of it. I got to tell you, here we go. So what, what is, what is your go-to meal? What is your go-to like Italian food? Like if you're at home and mom wants to cook you something, what's the go-to for Gio? Like if you're at home, I've, I've I've been blessed, George. I, I have both my parents, incredible cooks. Uh, my father, actually, that was what brought him to this country, was his brother opened up a pizzeria right, right on Broadway. Oh. Uh, yeah, in New York City. And, uh, and then my dad came over here, got familiar with the, with the pizzeria business, and he just mastered it. And, uh, it's, and then he, that evolved into owning pubs and bars, and, and it's pretty cool that he uh, – you know, he's been able to make a living out of that. It's like he wasn't he wasn't practicing that growing up, but he uh, anyway. Between my mom and my dad, I've been blessed with two great cooks for parents, and uh, anything. I mean, talk about a homemade lasagna. That is like I could eat that. I could literally eat lasagna, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm a happy man. Um, but even even I love my protein. Got to get my protein in as a wrestler. That's for sure. And when my dad makes a nice, or my mom makes a nice fresh pesto sauce, throw it on top of some grilled chicken. It's, uh, again, I'm a happy man. And it's, uh, yeah, so those, those, are, those are some go-tos right there. Absolutely. I, I love both those choices. If my wife was here right now, she'd be like, oh, my God, he's making me hungry. And uh, lasagna, listen, lasagna is my go-to. But you know what I love more than lasagna? I'm a Panzerati guy. I can eat Panzerati's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That is the go-to for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Panzos are the best. It's like having a whole pizza, but in your, yeah. like you, it's like having a whole pizza, but in your hands. And the fact is you don't get, you know, you don't get the grease from the pizza. You don't get the oil from the, cause it's all just inside. And there it's so, all together. It's all together in one big thing. Now I got to ask because you know, my wife has this debate with me all the time. Whenever we order pizza or she makes pizza, I go, babe, 
I'm a Hawaiian guy. Okay, Gio. I love Hawaiian pizza. I know. Okay. I know. I love Hawaiian. A lot of people, my wife says, babe, that's not Italian. That's not how we do it in Italy. Gio, you are also full-fledged Italian like my wife. Please end this debate for me. Please help me win, Gio. It's very rare that a husband can be right. Is so pineapple saying, on pizza acceptable? I say anything goes. Anything goes, George. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer of that. Uh, I will say, uh, being a New Yorker, we take a lot of pride in our pizza. And when you come to New York, you get a, you get a nice slice. There's so many different toppings. You get so many different kinds. When you go to Italy, you're getting a personal pie. Different experience. And most of them are thin crust. It's personal pie. And there's, they're amazing. But the selection, it's not like it is over here uh, on, this side of the, uh, on this side of the world. So uh, I say anything goes. If you love pineapple, if you like that sweetness with the salty cheese and everything else, by all means, enjoy that. See, you understand. It's yeah. it, a, a Hawaiian pizza is the best of everything, Gio, because you can literally have all four food groups. You got your bread, you got your fruit, you got your protein, and you got your milk and dairy with the cheese. It's literally the best pizza. Every pyramid checked off there. <laughs> Thank you. That's how I try to rationalize, but I lose that debate all the time. So what are your, like, what's your go-to pizza toppings? Like, if you're ordering your own pie here, what do you choose? Are you just straight pepperoni guy? Are you maybe, my wife and I, we also like to switch it up with red peppers and prosciutto. Oh, and bocconcini cheese. Whew, that is a pizza right there. But what nice. you, what's your, what's your go-to pizza toppings, Gio? Give me three. Give me three go-to pizza toppings. Uh, yeah, I love the sausage. Yeah, it's you sprinkle that on there, and you got those bits over here. It's it's uh, oh man, you mix that in there. It's it's delicious with a little pepper. I like that. And then I'm a big fan of the white slice. Just mm. give me some mozzarella, give me some ricotta, and if I want some sauce, I'll get a little cup on the side. I can dip it in. But you know, the more cheese, the merrier. So I probably go with those. I'll throw those at you. I like, I like, I like everything you said. You have, you have given me some toppings that I myself am, am going to, uh, to try. I want to get, I've never had ricotta on a pizza. So that's, oh, that's no. something I've never had ricotta on a pizza. I've never had it, but I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. I like yeah, no, it. It's, it's worth a shot. It really is. Absolutely. I will. So your dad with the restaurant business and the bars and the pubs that he's owned, like, uh, I mean, you must, uh, your dad must also be pretty good behind the bar. Like I, I love bar rescue. It's one of my favorite TV shows. So is your dad pretty good behind the bar? Can he mix a mean margarita? Can he mix a good martini? He managed, he managed the place, but my mom and I, we actually ran the show behind the bar. Okay. Uh, so I was a bar. I was, yeah, I was a bartender for three years. Um, am I the greatest bartender? No, I'm not the guy. Like they don't get me wrong. People would throw drink names at me. Some every once in a while, I'm like, yeah, no problem. I go behind the bar. I pull out my book. I'm like, okay, what? What they just say, I'm looking at the recipe. Uh, my mom, she commanded that bar with her personality. And, uh, and I think that's, that those were our strengths as bartenders was just the way we make people feel. And uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going crazy flipping things around my head and, and shaking like crazy, making martinis every night. It was more of like a, uh, we had draft beer there, a lot of draft beer. Don't get me wrong. There were some cocktails now and then, but my, I learned a lot through bartender for my mom yeah right on well so so it sounds like uh it sounds like mom mom and dad great cooks great personalities it sounds like the whole package you know it sounds like you got the best of both parents and that's what's huge when your parents can kind of instill good values on you so i gotta ask because moms and wrestlers you always hear the stories about moms being very fearful 
of their son or their daughter stepping through that squared circle. So how was mom's reaction to you wanting to make wrestling a full-time gig? Her reaction was she was cool about it. She's very supportive. She's been supportive of me no matter what I've done in my life. So I'm very blessed in that sense. And uh, I just, she would ask me pretty frequently, especially the first couple months doing it, like, are you enjoying it? Is this safe? Is she's she's looking for that for that uh, confirmation through me? You know, she really wants to see if 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 I believe it's it's uh, it's safe. And and I've assured her since day one, like I'm being trained. It's no problem. I'm happy doing it. And when you're happy doing it, I think there's less there's less less chance for injury, less chance for things to go wrong when you when you're enjoying what you're doing. So uh, as long as she sees that I'm enjoying it, she's she's supportive. Absolutely. And that's the way parents should be. Parents should be always supportive of their kids. Like my, my daughter from the jump, even though she's great at this, she said from like, since she was six years old, dad, I want to be a vet. Okay. You want to be a vet? That's awesome. And that's great. Dad, I love animals. I want to help them. I'm like, that's great, buddy. But you know where the money is? It's not in cats and dogs. Money's in, I'm trying to tell her, I'm like, money's in snakes, you know, lions, bear. Like you want to be a vet in like a zoo. Cause that's where the cash is. And she's like, I don't want to deal with snakes. I'm like, why not? If somebody pays you 10 grand to help out their snake, you're going to do it? Yeah, you are. Of course you are. You're not just going to do cats and dogs, heartworm pills and rabies shots. No, forget it. You want to go for the exotic animals. That's where it's at. So it's kind of a segue to my next question. But out of all the places in the world, what is a dream location for Geo to showcase his skills to the world? What would be one city or one place, one territory that you would absolutely love like your dream facility to, to showcase your abilities. Uh, to narrow it down to one is tough, George. Um, but I, to be honest, I, I'm not going to go very far from home. I think, I think with the with the soccer background and just with who I am, I think I think a place like Mexico City, performing in front of in front of the Mexicanos and and I've had I've had gigs where I come out with a soccer ball and I throw it up in my head and I do a couple tricks before I get to the ring. I'm really curious to see what what something like that how how people would take to it, uh, especially an Americano doing it uh, in a place like that. You know, so I mean, but the, like I said, to narrow it down to one place is tough. But that 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 comes to mind. I don't know why that came to mind right away. No, but that's that's great. Mexico has a great 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 wrestling community over there oh the tradition it, is unbelievable the, the tradition yeah. is is crazy and it and it is it, it's one of the oldest uh traditions of wrestling is mexico and mexico city so i think that would be great i think you should come up with a soccer ball more often i think you should i haven't seen that yet why don't you do that you should come up you should tell brandon that george because i know brandon you should say listen george said we should do the soccer ball uh -huh. thing in august see what he said just i'm just brandon i know you're gonna watch so no yeah, just yeah. Let him do a couple tricks, bro, as he's walking in the ring. It's like, you know, 20 feet. Let him do a couple tricks. What's wrong? Hey, listen, if I, if, I, if I really wanted to do something like that, I, I'm sure Brandon would, uh, would get behind it. But that, the whole soccer ball thing, that's something we can get into on another episode because I got, I got some funny stories with that. Absolutely. But, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I, know, I know you're pressed for time. So I just got one more question. I want, I want you to shout out your social so everyone can follow you and follow your journey. And we're also going to promote, you know, Global Festival for sure. So my final question for you, in terms of 2021, you know, 
we're kind of at the tail end now, August, going into September. Before you know it, it's October. Then boom, you got Thanksgiving. Then you got Christmas and bam, it's 2022. What is one thing you have tapped on for this year that if you haven't achieved that goal yet, what is maybe one, one of your goals for the, by the end of this year that you're going to hit? You have any, any particular goals? So I'm going to throw one out of left field uh, okay. for you, George. One thing that I'm doing, and I haven't even gone full blast with promoting it yet, but I've actually, my merchandise, my t-shirts, uh, all the profits from my t-shirts have been going to Make-A-Wish. Awesome. Uh, something I started uh, a couple months ago, and my, my youngest brother, he had leukemia when he was younger. Uh, Make-A-Wish came in, granted him a wish. He's all good now. He's 100% now. Um, but it's something that I have personal personal ties to and i had a goal of five thousand dollars to be raised by the end of the year i'm at uh fifteen hundred dollars right now so i'm making my way and i I think with august with this busy august coming up my name is getting out there more once i start promoting the shirts full blast i'm going to reach that five thousand dollar goal for make a wish foundation by the end of the year well, I tell you what, Gio, here's what I'm going to do for you, man, because I love you. I think we're developing a great friendship and I think you're a great talent is when your teachers are available and when you, when you finish promoting them and you have them ready, you send me a message. You got four shirts. I'm going to buy one for each member of my family. That's a guarantee. hundred percent. You got four shirts for me guaranteed. No, I, and I get it. Canadian money wow. is not, you know, I have to pay a little oh, bit extra. Listen, it's all that's going, okay. it's all going to make a wish, George. So that's, that's amazing. Thank you. No problem. So when you when you got them and I and I can order them and I can get them shipped over here to Canada, you got four shirts guaranteed. I'm gonna buy one for each member of my family. For myself, my my wife who made my Euro Cup Sunday very very painful, uh, <laughs> and my oh, man, and my, my my mini host and my little mini mini host, my five year old daughter. So we're gonna be rocking the Geo shirts all times. So that's beautiful, George. Yeah. So I want to uh, thank you so much for the time today. And I know we're going to do this again, and I can't wait yes, to do it again. But sure. please, for anybody who's stupid enough to not be following the amazing future of this business, Gio Galvano, where can they find you on the wonderful world of social media? So if you're on Instagram, you can find Gio at Gio underscore Galvano. And if you're on Twitter, you can find me at Gio underscore official, spell official with a zero. And you'll know everything you need to know about the world of Gio Galvano. But thank you, George, again for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. And guys, don't forget to hit the subscribe button because you know I've always got great guests each and every week from legends, current stars, future stars like the amazing Geo. And don't forget to check out Global Festival two nights, July 20th and 21st in August. I don't know which night Geo is going to be on yet, but whatever night, it's going to be a barn burner. So make sure you guys will be on. Boom! You're going to get Geo. Double shot at Geo. Double shot. So make sure you order it on Fight TV. The price point is great. The wrestling is phenomenal. And you get to see amazing talent. Like It'll Gio actually Galvano. be free on YouTube, George. It'll so be free on YouTube? Listeners, yeah, oh. hop on YouTube. And this is going to be probably the most watched uh, GSW show yet for that reason. It's going to be free on YouTube. Hell yeah, baby. I can't wait, man. I'm down for everything. Even if it wasn't free, I would buy both nights because that's how much I love GSW. And I love what all you guys are doing. So, Gio, thank you. you so much for the time. Peace, love, and wrestling. See you guys next week. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Hey.
Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going stay.